right, let's go out to Naima in Detroit. What's up, Naima? Hi, how are you guys? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you so much for calling. We're doing great. What's up? Um, okay, so I have a very interesting uh, situation. So um, my husband and I live in a duplex um, that we purchased uh, about six years ago. We live on the top unit, and we have tenants in the bottom unit. Um, we have two children. Um, we're sharing one car right now that's being leased. Um, and so we're about $53,000 in consumer debt, and we have um, we owe about 180 k on the home. And so um, the home is not in the greatest neighborhood. Um, like I said, we have two children, so we're kind of outgrowing the home as well. And so um, listening to your show, I told my husband, I said, I think we should, you know, sell the home. And we look to make about, you know, anywhere from 100 to 150 k on the profit of the house. And so we would be able to pay off all of our debt. We would have a fully funded emergency fund, um, be able to um, get rid of the lease and purchase two cars if we really need um, cash, and then also have a down payment on a future home. So it does a lot. And so um, he's convinced that we should keep the home, and I kind of feel like he's kind of gambling our potential future. Um, he feels like it's this unicorn of investment, and after, you know, X amount of years, we're going to have, like, this big payoff. And so I've done, like, two financial models to show him, like, you know, how even if we keep it and then rent somewhere else that we're struggling like we're really tight you know with our budget which doesn't leave any room for like paying down the debt or saving for emergency let alone for the children's future or retirement so my question is like what can I show him or do to help him understand um, the necessity to sell the home and not keep it for a potential payoff later wow you laid that out beautifully and uh, <laughs> if you've you. already tried financial models I don't know what's going to convince this guy other than being his wife and just sitting him down and being like <laughs> I'm scared. I'm not sleeping well. We don't have an emergency fund. We're $53,000 in debt. We're in a dangerous neighborhood trying to raise these two kids. And I want better for us. And selling this house would give us a clean slate next week. And we'll be back. We'll be investing in the future in no time. But right now, we got to clean up this mess. Have you just sat him down and did that instead of showing Excel yes. spreadsheets? Yes, I have. I started with that. I started with high emotion, you know, not so many back out of it. Let me see the numbers for myself, and I did all the numbers, and I've been reading and really working to educate myself to make sure that I wasn't missing anything, and I've shown him the models as well, and he still believes that, you know, we, sh we should move out, but that we should keep it as a rental as we're renting, and I just told him that our liability So he wants to get up. broker by keeping the mortgage and then getting another mortgage yeah. on top of yeah. the consumer debt while having no savings. Well, he wants we, – we would rent – next year for two years and then get a mortgage after yes we would eventually have two mortgages on top of yeah rent plus a mortgage he's increase. is not fun yeah he's, he's going to be getting an increase in pay soon um and so he thinks that oh, i'm making more money so i'm saying i'm telling him, like the money can't go up with the expenses but that we're basically in the same position that if we increase our income we have less expenses we have all this extra money to now put towards debt i mean towards retirement and savings and things like that um, so I'm just having a hard time getting through to him. Also, part of that is he's an architect by trade, and he recently got into real estate development. So I think because he's in development now, he's like looking at all the numbers and all the potentials, and he's like, you know, it's entrepreneurial, and he wants to like, he wants us to be, you know, extremely wealthy. And I appreciate that, but I think he wants to put the chicken before the egg, and he wants to just jump into this thing and hold on to it. He's afraid of losing, as he said, our only asset. Well, I think there's something bigger than this, Naima. I, I appreciate you wanting to defend him and think that, hey, he's he's doing all these cool things with his new job, and this that, that must be what it is. He's looking at all these numbers. Um, I don't think that's it at all. Okay. I think he is around some guys that are ahead of him. 
um, financially, mm-hmm. and they've got some rental properties. Mm-hmm. I think he watches too much yeah. YouTube and watches too much Instagram or TikTok. And I think he hears all these dudes flexing about real estate, real estate, real estate. And mm-hmm. he's over here with the least car, one car, and it's like he can't even see the forest for the trees, right? Um, right. It's that guy that, that like <laughs> hasn't been to the gym in years, but just keeps putting on tighter shirts because he feels big inside of them, right? <laughs> it, it, it's it's just a strange flex that's not working. I don't think this has anything to do with him getting sophisticated or smarter with numbers. I think it sounds like okay. a guy who's getting more and more scared. Because mm. math doesn't care what you want. Math is just math. Right. And he's got, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, this is also scary. He has a brilliant, very clear-thinking wife. Because <laughs> you've been through all the numbers. You've been through all the emotions. Yeah. You've been through all the tracks. Yeah. The, 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 I mean, you've done it all. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I honestly would go back to what George said, but I would do it not in your home. Okay? I know that sounds weird, okay. but I would take him somewhere. There's something mm-hmm. about our homes. There's something about places that are familiar, that our brains automates a lot of things. And sometimes it makes it hard to hear or hard to learn or hard to see a different perspective because everything just gets dumped into um, a – think of it like a highway that's familiar. When you're at mm-hmm. in a road that you've never been on before, every one of your senses is up and alert. Where are we? What's safe? Where are we going? And so taking him out for breakfast somewhere, y'all getting away for a weekend and, and just going to a nice hotel somewhere, whatever – Take him away and say, I want to plan for the future for real. And I want you to start that conversation with, I'm so scared I can't breathe. Good, y'all. I have tried. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. feel like he needs something else. I'm like, I'm looking for, like, is there another piece of data? No, this is not a data issue. Okay, it's not a data This issue. is not a math problem. You could have a 400-page spreadsheet and all the data in the world, and he's still going to be like, this is, no, a grown I, man with, this is a grown man with an ego problem. This is not a math I mean, problem. We called it a unicorn asset. Like, this, is a, this could be a unicorn asset. Like A duplex in Detroit in a bad neighborhood <laughs> is a unicorn of an asset? That's... Is he listening to himself? Also, also, we put a lot into it. We purchased it. It was like, you know, completely dilapidated. We put all this energy. We remodeled it. I mean, it, and it turned out great. And the neighborhood is up and coming, but it's slow. It, it, and honestly, in six years, it hasn't moved as fast as we thought. And so, you know, we do have profit in it, which is great. But it's like, it's still, it's just not, I don't know, the unicorn part. He said that. That's a quote. Unicorn. Oh, it sounds like, like something okay. he would say. But like John said, at the root of this is not a guy who's super smart. It's a guy who there's three things going on here. There's pride, fear, mm-hmm. and greed, and maybe a little bit of all of it. And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. It just means right. he's gotten starry-eyed about how smart he is and how he's the exception to the rule and how he's going to become the next rich guy. And one day you're going to thank him for doing this risky thing. But right now you're yeah. scared and you want what's best for your family. There's also a number four, Absolutely. detached from reality. Mm-hmm. Right. If he if he found a hundred thousand dollar property in downtown Nashville and said, Honey, we just need to hold this for a second, I've got a unicorn, I would go, Yeah, you're right. He he did, because Nashville properties are insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A dilapidated, refurbed duplex <laughs> where you are it's a hippopotamus. It is not a uh not yeah. a unicorn. And what happens when you guys move out and the tenants trash the place? Yeah. And then the HVAC's broken, and you still have a lease car and $50,000 in debt while paying rent, exactly. while needing to pay the mortgage, and the tenants stop paying on top of that. Has he thought about that That's as a possibility? 
And see, here's the thing, I think because we've had really good tenants in six years, we've never had a mispayment. Like, we've done great with that. I think that he thinks that that's going to be the norm. Like, move out, and then, like, they're going to keep paying on time, and we haven't had any major expenses, but we're hitting over the six-year mark now, so that means the house is going to start doing some stuff. And it's, it, it was built in 1900, like, really 1901. This is a guy that has had one rental house, one experience. George and I get to sit by Dave, who's got a whole, whole bunch of rental properties. People don't pay. If you watch the news and watch what happened with COVID, people just quit paying their rent, so much so that that, uh, politicians had to pass laws that say you couldn't kick them out of their house because people just quit paying. They couldn't pay. They didn't have any jobs. They weren't allowed to go to work, right? Yeah, I I wish there was a math problem. I wish there was a, oh, yeah, just say this. But you've got a husband. Like those three things George is talking about, you got a husband that's detached from reality and that has this grandiose vision of himself and his smarts and his universe that is simply not true. The only way I know through that is emotions.